Hello everyone, welcome back to A Cup of Coffee, the show to go your morning cup of coffee. I'm Omer, and this is my co-host, Amon. Hey everyone, Omer, uh, it's time for a question that we ask every week. What are you? What have you been thinking about this week? Uh, this week, hmm, I've been thinking about a whole lot of things, but most of them have just been sort of just random topics, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Right. Like, do you ever have... You just wonder just ran- the most random things, like uh, like insects or something. Like insects are incredibly fascinating because like there's so many of them, and we oftentimes we don't seem to notice that they're a big part. They're a big part of our lives. Yeah, just because of how small they are. Mm-hmm. Even though there's there's billions of them, there's many more of them than there are of us. But like. Uh, I guess because they're so small, we don't seem to oftentimes notice that they're there. Yeah. Like, like, like even the food we eat, like, a lot of the vegetables uh, and stuff that we and fruit and, and stuff that we eat, they wouldn't, well, we wouldn't be able to eat them if it weren't for bees, right? Yeah, that's true. Bees are very important to, like, the 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 whole food ecosystem, I guess. Um, and I'm sure that like ants are, are are important at some point. Um, and what interests me about ants is like how they aren't able to carry very much alone, but like when they're all in groups, they can they can do a lot more work, which is uh is it's quite cool to me. And um, I actually don't know too much about bugs except for like they creep me out and they show up in my bathroom when they like. Um, but I think uh yeah, this one time. <laughs> So one time, so I had these plants before in my bathroom, and uh, like there were like three of them lined up, and I kept seeing like ants here and there in my in my bathtub, and I was like I like I don't know where they're coming from, and then we found out where they were living, which was in those like plants. We removed them, and there were like at least like a couple hundred to like a thousand ants just there in like that window right by my shower and i was like dude this is terrifying like it it was so crazy like we had to yeah it was just uh, man (laughs) like getting rid of them was a pain so like now every time i see a bug in my bathroom i'm like please god no please no more flashbacks yeah exactly so that's pretty much my relationship with with bugs um i i have a love well mosquitoes love me and i hate them so that's the same with me i don't understand why but well actually i do understand apparently they really like oh negative blood but um, oh my god is that i have oh <laughs> i have o type blood I don't know if it's O negative or positive. I don't, sure. Yeah, it might not be either, but it might just be O type blood. Apparently, it's sweeter or something. Really, so. I that actually like my my parents would always joke like my blood's sweeter and that's why they like it, but it actually is apparently. What the heck? Oh my god, dude. Uh, yeah, if vampires ever become real. Yeah, I I know I'm I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, literally, dude. A vampire is a sweet just... tooth. They're just, they're just gonna be like, all right, dumber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> time. Yeah, unless the black vampire drinks uh, like black coffee, <laughs> that so like they don't enjoy things sweet, then we're good. But oh god, man, 
I, I actually never knew that, that O-type blood was more attractive to mosquitoes. That's very interesting. Flies are also, like, annoying. Like, what do flies do, actually? I have no idea. <laughs> like, uh, they just exist. I think that they just exist, and their only purpose is to annoy people and get eaten by frogs and spiders. Is their only purpose to bug us somewhere? That's going on. That's going on the highlights. That's going on Instagram. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, speaking of um, insects, um, I was reading this article a couple of years ago. Um, it was about ants um, and how there's this kind of like fungi that'll take control of them um and so that'll infect them sort of take control of them and yeah basically turn them into zombie ants really which yeah apparently the video game the last of us was loosely based off this fungi whoa that's so cool oh my god i mean yeah i i found it interesting but i'm also extremely terrified because what if it mutates and evolves yeah that's control of mammals yeah that would be crazy 2020 is old yeah still got three months to go (laughs) something crazy could happen i think that's that's really cool um reminds me of like the rat plague in dishonored except the rat plague well, I don't know the plot of Last of Us, and I don't want you to tell me because I don't. <laughs> I'm going to play it eventually at some point. But um, yeah, there was a rat plague in Dishonored, and that was like really cool because it just like ever you know everyone's getting sick and like you you would go around and you would see the rats and like you know you're you're the cool you're the main character, so obviously the rats aren't going to hurt you, <laughs> right? And you can kill them. Um, and just I just love Dishonored as a game. It's so good. Um, yeah. It's uh, yeah, a lot of all of the. It's interesting how all the systems work together, so that you have multiple ways of approaching situations. Yeah, that's honestly it's, just the best kind of game. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Um, or I had a question, another question about bugs. I know you're not like an expert, so I apologize. <laughs> but uh, um, you were thinking about it. So, uh, are scorpions insects? uh i don't think so um like spiders are an insect so i think okay uh scorpions are in a similar category because okay. they're both arachnids okay hmm. interesting yeah i i was i was gonna say spiders and then i realized i was like well don't you're gonna sound stupid no <laughs> i mean they're both arthropods but yeah. they're not both yeah um but yeah insects are are just just like freaky I don't like them. <laughs> I don't know a lot about them. I, I I guess they're interesting, but they don't they don't like me. So yeah, I mean, when your main experience is flies and mosquitoes, I think yeah. most people wouldn't like them. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. How to yeah, so speaking? Okay. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. So like speaking of things that are kind of kind of you know not very appealing on you know surface level but for some reason we're still interested in them uh if it feels like um 
a lot of people really get into like the psychology of um, like psychopaths. So that's another thing I've been thinking about. Um, I'm, I'm not sure why, but like society seems to have a real fascination with them. So mm-hmm. have you ever been interested in the life or the mind of a psychopath? So <laughs> there was this one time that I was on a plane, right? So um, I was coming back from Chicago. I was going to Chicago, I forget, um, with uh, with my parents, but we weren't all sitting together. So I got seated with this random dude. I still remember his name was Wesley, and uh, he was such a cool guy. Um, so I sit uh, next to this guy, and we're talking. You know, like, I was just bored on the plane. Like, it was like a two-hour flight. I was like, I was either going to play something on my phone, or I was just going to, you know, like, go take a nap or whatever. Or watch TV. I don't know what what what, what I was going to do, but I'm so glad this guy was sitting next to me because we started talking and then we just talked for the entire two hours, right? So I'm talking to this guy and he's, uh, you know, we talked about like it was it was right before my first time playing D and D, so I was like, oh dude, like uh, he was like, oh, what are you interested in? And I was like, well, I mean, I, I'm playing Dungeons and Dragons tomorrow with my friends for the first time, so I'm pretty excited about that. And so he told me about Warhammer and everything that he, like he was interested. He was like, don't get interested in Warhammer. It's it's really bad. It's really bad for you. It's an addiction. Yeah, it's a really expensive. It's a really expensive hobby. Yeah, dude. Uh, basically, for those of you that don't know what Warhammer is, it, it's like it, it's very interesting, actually. Uh, like it's basically like the lore. Is, the lore is very interesting. Like it's set in the future. Yeah. I think. And Even... um, basically, there's a whole bunch of different factions, or uh, mm-hmm. and they all pretty much suck. Like they're yeah. all evil people are messed up in some way yeah um and basically there's a whole bunch of lore and uh basically the game itself is a whole bunch of strategic war games that you use with these little painted minifigures yeah uh, you can buy and there's a whole bunch of them so it's kind of an expensive hobby so yeah it is and like you play with those figures which i think is pretty cool um but yeah like you sound Sounds kind of loserish when you're like, yeah, dude, I play with these figures in a warehouse with my buddies. Like, but I, I mean, it's like, I mean, I mean, a lot of things are a lot, yeah, a lot of things are a lot more fun when you actually do it. Like, yeah, D&D exactly. It doesn't sound like that fun, but it is yeah, exactly. Like, you you talk to you tell someone what D and D is like, and you're like, oh, I don't know about that, but like, you actually play it, and it's just like it's a whole different world that you're in when you're playing D and D. So, um, so yeah, no, anyways, back to the point. I was talking to this guy, Wesley, on the plane, and he told me this, he told me a lot of stories while we were on the plane, and one of the stories that he told me about was uh, <laughs> this one guy, I forget what his uh, name was, I, I wish I remembered so that you could look him up, but um, he basically was, I mean, he was, he was pretty crazy, like, he killed some people, and uh, it was, like, quite... You know, you know, like they knew that he was so he went to jail at first, but then, you know, once he came out, he was still crazy, like he would hurt people and things like that. So they, they sent him to a uh, uh, an asylum. And so he goes to this asylum um, and yeah, like a lot of things happened there. But when he when he was in jail, right, he's uh, he's there for like years, I think. And so there was this one month where he was gathering the fat from his lunch every single day right he would just gather the fat from his lunch he would take it off of the food and he would just like store it i don't know where he would store it but he would store the fat from his from his food and so he took the fat over a month and then 
after that month he like he took off his clothes and he lathered himself in this like fat animal fat and he hit a guard and started running around and none of the guards could grab him because he was so slippery and that was he was just like running around and like eventually they got him but it took them so long to just be able to get him because he was covered in in animal fat <laughs> and then and then he he went to the mental asylum like um later uh after after he got out and everything and then uh in the mental asylum actually ended up burning the place down and i've heard i've never seen but i've heard there's footage of this guy uh on top of the building as it was burning down uh so it was very like it was quite an interesting uh story i know like he yeah it was just i thought it was yeah i mean i thought it was an interesting story really is all i can say like very strange um i don't understand how his mind would have like i i i get that yeah like it's he covered himself in animal fat and he got chased by guards but he also did a lot of horrible things you know so i mean what was happening inside of his head how do we understand like where he's he where he's like we talked about in the last episode trying to understand where people are coming from and you know like i would have i would have liked to understand like what you know what's happening inside this guy's head what's his thought process here like is there a thought process um i feel like i don't know uh enough about you know, psychopaths or any kind of, you know, mental, um, I, I, I understand anxiety, um, because it's like my friend, I have friends that have had it and, you know, I've dealt with it. I understand. Yeah. And we've talked about it before, but like mental, um, mental disorders and things like things of that nature, you know, we don't really know like what's happening inside of their heads because uh, obviously like we've never been there and autism. Have you, have you watched Rain Man before? I've heard of it. I've been recommended it. I put it on my list, but I've never gotten around to it. Great movie. Um, it's so it's about this autistic savant, and he is so smart. Like he he's really 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 good at math. Like good to the point where it's like crazy. Like it it's insane how good he is at math. And um, right. but he's he's autistic, right? So he you know needs everything to be scheduled, and he needs everything to be the same way. Otherwise, he's going to start freaking out. Um, so that's it's, it. Makes for a very interesting plot. I won't spoil it for you. Um, mm-hmm. But he it like I thought. I also thought that was interesting. Um, and we've had uh, um, I, I, yeah, like I've met people that are autistic that are that are very very smart. That are like way smarter than me. Um, but you know, being autistic gives them a disadvantage, you know, so it's, but you know, like if they're really smart, then, you know, like what's happening inside of their heads, I wish I knew more about that. It's, it's very interesting to me that these people are so, um, intelligent. And so, you know, like they, I mean, that guy that was a psychopath, yeah, he was a psychopath, but he was pretty smart if he was gonna take animal fat over a month and and cover himself in it you know it's it's kind of like really cool when you think about it i I guess like they don't they're not really less intelligent they just have different ways of thinking they're just because their brains are different Mm. Uh, yeah uh yeah so um because like you know a lot of autistic people are pretty good a lot of autistic people like a lot of people who aren't autistic are very smart it's just that they have a different way of thinking about 
things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like even like psychopaths, like a lot of the serial killers you hear about, they had really smart ways about going about things. Like they did terrible, terrible things. But yeah, it's not all of them. It's not like they were stupid. They, like, uh, like you hear about like Ted Bundy stuff and how like calculating and stuff he was. Yeah. Uh, but like, but he he was smart. He just I get. He had like a messed up way of thinking about things, obviously, because he murdered all those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very. Um... Well, I I don't mean to compare people who are autistic and psychopaths, not in any way. Yeah, of course they're very different. Um, but just any sort of uh, yeah, like mental. Yeah, any any sort of mental uh disorder at that like it just it it interests me to know like how it works because I want to know how more about how that works, but um. Yeah, psychopaths in particular, I think, are um, because they're like over the edge. Um, it just seems so like what pushes the because people people also like a lot of people aren't born psychopaths, are they? Like, you know, they're. I, don't, I guess I, I don't really know. Like, were they like, was it in them all along to mm-hmm. do things like that? Or Maybe. did they develop that over time? Maybe they got pushed uh, over the I, edge I at some point. I, I, guess, I guess that's why, like, you know, societies are just really interested in stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. they kind of wonder what happens when someone just decides that society shackles just aren't for them and decide yeah. to do whatever they want. Yeah. Like, that's why, you know, like, Joker was really popular. Um, yeah. Like, both the movie and the character, like... The movie, you know, you saw what happened when someone just got, just got kept, just kept uh, getting pushed down by society and just decided, you know what, screw society. Yeah, and that movie got a lot of, uh, you know, like a lot of recognition for that because, like, I mean, I mean, I also think that mental health is being talked about more in the last like twenty years uh, than it was, or like the. 20 to 30 years than it was like previously before that um and i think so a lot of people are very because i mean we've even talked about it in our other episode like general mental health isn't talked about enough and or cared about enough and um that I, that's a reason why people get pushed over the edge i assume if you know if that's what happens they actually you know they aren't born like that and they have to get like put through something like the story that happened in Joker and I assume has happened to many people that uh, end up going crazy like you just have dealt with so much in your life that you know it gets you to that point and it's very sad that people have to deal with that um so just you know like the way that they think I wish I could understand that I wish you know all of us could understand that a lot more so that we can uh get you know, like, understand better how to help them, because, right, like, you know, especially, uh, you know, when these people would show up, like, if they showed up 50 years ago, 60 years ago, if there was a psychopath immediately just thrown in the, even, you know, people that weren't that severe, uh, you know, like, or, or dangerous, they would be thrown in an asylum and have to live there, and, you know, things would suck for them, you know, they're, they're, they would get thrown in jail even before that, right? Um, so it's, it's good that we know more about it now, but we still don't understand exactly what's happening inside their heads, their decision-making process. Um, 
I assume that it has something to do with the fact that they can't like they don't you know I mean we do it all the time we don't think before we speak but they don't you know think before they act a lot of the time they act on impulse I assume uh, you know it, it seems like so if I would have to guess I would say that it's something to do with that because I know that you know for um general and generally speaking uh you know your I believe it's your amygdala in your brain that like always when something happens it wants to react uh, instantly and your prefrontal cortex uh is always the one like you know if someone were to say something provocative to me then my amygdala would say like yo like say something back right then but if i take sit and take a deep breath you know it's just before i say something and think before i speak then my prefrontal cortex has time to you know like calm myself down and then i can give a more eloquent response so that thought process is how it generally goes i don't know how that would be affected if you've been pushed over the edge if you would still have that conversation and then realize that no it's still worth it for me to do this to make the what we would see as the wrong decision or if they just don't have that conversation in their head at all yeah i guess uh a lot like like you said we've made like a whole bunch of strides in mental health but like we still still like access to um the stigma is still there and access to mental health resources still aren't available for everyone so like all the times like maybe you just wonder like maybe people like that can be helped before they end up doing anything if they had the resources available yeah well anyway i think that is all we have time for for our segment uh we will be sure to join by our guest uh and uh yeah yeah let's cue the musical transition Hey everyone, welcome back. Uh, we have our guest over here, Mafam. Mafam, why don't you introduce yourself? Everyone, I'm I'm a coach. I'm a psychology student at Baylor University. I am part of Baylor Crew, and I'm part of the environmental group here. All right, that's really amazing. Cool. Yeah, awesome stuff. So, um, <laughs> when I asked you for topics, that was very interesting. Um, we got a lot of cool stuff that you're interested in we'll get to that in a little bit uh but first i just want to get like some uh get to know some general things because we've only met like what i think in like the last few months over discord uh so i do have some some questions uh we'll start with one like that we always love to ask our guests uh what are you a big nerd about i'm a big nerd about psychopathology which is just a normal term for psychology behind mental disorders and finding reasoning for why it happens okay so i got into that was around like school i think because of certain people i know that's what caused it okay just like being interested in psychology okay that's really cool um do you like so when it comes to, uh, so I don't know, I'm not like very well versed on uh, the topic of psychopathology. So is that mostly, um, are, are 
uh, people that are considered psychopaths, are they generally um, like way over the top or is it just a general type of mental disorder? Like what, where does it, does it range uh, on the spectrum of mental disorders? Can they be like, can it be like minor um, or like to the, if you are considered a psychopath, is it already like a major issue that, you know, you need to be put in an asylum for, or can they be walking amongst us and, you know, be completely fine in society at that point? So there's a spectrum, like every disorder, like some, some cases are more mild than others. Mm -hmm. Not just like, oh, schizophrenia is worse than depression. It's like, on the spectrum of like the people having the same mental illness. Mm. That makes sense. Two people might both have depression. Yeah. One is more severe for them. That's the same thing for uh, being a psychopath and sociopath. That's all like underneath the antisocial personality disorder. Okay. So psychopaths, there's some, some psychopaths and sociopaths that like do really well in society. Mm, okay. For example, Ted Bundy was highly revered in the community. Was revealed he killed like people. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, like he could function, you know, completely fine, and, and like he could hide it, and uh, at the same time, like he still did terrible things. So that that's really interesting. Um, so yeah, uh, so yeah, Ted Bundy is one of many, uh, I guess, psychopaths or sociopaths that I think like society as a whole really found interesting. So what? Uh, so my question is, why do you think society, like society, seems to find psychopaths and sociopaths so interesting? Like they make movies and documentaries about them, and you know, some people even weirdly fantasize about them. So why, uh, why is society so interested in people like that? I believe is, I think for a couple reasons. First reason I think is because of like i'll say outlandish they're like an outlier mm -hmm. what's interesting is like sociopaths and psychopaths aren't like i'll say they're not like normal people but they're deviant they're deviant mm -hmm. a psychopaths are more like those are the more calculated ones mm -hmm. sociopaths it's more like based stuff own desires or like they're not able to like be as covert as psychopaths can generally mm -hmm. and what's interesting is a lot of these psychopaths and sociopaths make up a good amount of the population for reasons we have and murderers yeah or so making a movie about these types of oh. yeah i think it's like so so yeah one one thing uh like before you continue um can we get like a clear definition because so i've i've heard many uh different things like about so i understand that like a sociopath is someone that's uh in like and, and i could be wrong incapable of feeling um like understanding what someone else is feeling uh in mm -hmm. that moment okay and then uh so what's the main difference between that and a psychopath Psychopath also has trouble. Mm -hmm. It's like, even if they do understand, they still will act their own benefit. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, I think 
one one thing that I'm very interested to know is uh if if you don't mind going into uh like why uh why did you in particular start getting interested in uh in psychopathology? I guess it was I know certain people who have to do who are like deviant. Hmm. They have depression or some people have like developmental disorder, which is up to debate whether it's a mental illness or not. Mm-hmm. That's more of hand, but it's connected to other mental disorders. Yeah. They're more likely getting Yeah. Um, very interesting. And I mean, before we were talking about uh we were talking about Joker and how that, you know, displayed uh psychopathology and, you know, like a lot of mental disorders very well, and that's why it was so highly revered as a movie and a lot of people liked it. Um, but the people that didn't really understand why it was about that um, would see that movie and think, you know, like um, I have met people that saw that and they were like, I don't know why you make a movie about this, you know? So there are people that are just like, not even just not interested, but they don't even, you know, care at that point. Like, well, like this is something that like, we don't talk about. We don't, you know, bring this up, but I think, um, and we talked about this a little bit earlier was, you know, it's important to understand uh, where these people are coming from if we really want to be able to to help them. And um, so what do you think is, like, I understand that we've made, a, like, pretty decent advances in the last 20 to 30 years, um, but how far away do you think we are from, you know, getting to the root of the problem and actually being able to understand, uh, like, how these people, why these people are acting the way that they do, like what their decision-making process is. I mean, how much do we even know about the decision-making process and how close are we to actually um, being able to help them a lot more effectively? A big problem is the stigma. Because mm-hmm. if you say I'm going to therapy, one of the first things people are going to think when you say that is what's wrong with you? Yeah. It won't be why are you in therapy or how's it going? It's to be like, what's wrong with this person? And they might be worried about it. Mm-hmm. The question is, are they worried about you? Or are they worried about what you can do to them or people that they know? Mm-hmm. While it's understandable, that person who's like going through therapy and now it's like, people look at you the wrong way, you're not going to be like, willing to go to therapists yeah i think on society like we're better than we were before because before you know it'd just be like there's something wrong with someone it's electrocute their brain yeah like cut out parts as you come along with. Mm-hmm. i think we're getting better like, still stigma but it's not as much mm-hmm. there's still a problem of judged like if you have a disorder most you be judged if you get treatment for the disorder mm-hmm. well it might be hard for these people yeah really uh like psychopathologists people and pharmacologists starting to figure out parts of the brain that like trigger disorders and the neurotransmitters understanding the brain chemistry yeah on that front we're getting better definitely yeah i i definitely think so um 
it's just very uh you know like when someone's going through something like that you really want to like I, I think the the advice that to a lot of people um from what i've learned and uh you know even from what we just talked about is try to you know be concerned more about them and you know like what like what's gotten them to this point because things can you know even like external factors can even exaggerate um symptoms of a mental disorder you know such as uh, anxiety or depression or even you know being a psychopath or a sociopath there are external factors that can exaggerate um, what they're feeling so you know try to make them feel comfortable and try to understand exactly why they act the way they act the why they feel the way that they feel and that's you know better than than being concerned about oh uh, like what can they do to me like you said um if someone's going to therapy you know uh try to be concerned about the right things if you meet someone that has this uh i think would be what a lot more people need to understand and a lot of people don't right now um and so if we get that general that that's why mental health awareness is so huge right now because we really need people to understand and we actually have actually, guess, uh, yeah what do you guys say? actually adhd uh mental awareness oh it is right now that's really cool awesome yeah, it, was, it was mental awareness this week this last week and i think yesterday was mental awareness day or something um, yeah, so, yeah, we actually had, I guess, two episodes ago uh, talking about mental health um, and how, you know, society and even us as individuals need to uh, learn and accept uh, that mental health is an important part of um, our lives and to just, uh, you know, even as individuals, like, maybe we're not good not affected by things as severe as psychopathy or, uh, or something like that but like a lot of us do go through anxiety and depression and um you know uh all of us are afraid of that stigma and maybe to some degree afraid of being told that we have we have anxiety or we have depression and so i think us like i mentioned in that episode we as individuals need to accept our own our own mental health um as well mm -hmm. just so because like uh I, f I feel like you know a lot of the times you, you can't really feel what other people are going through until you accept that it's also a part of you as well yeah and i think i, I think like it's yeah like you said you know we have to accept that that's happening to us um and i don't know if i've like mentioned this at any point uh in our podcast i know that i've mentioned like i've dealt with anxiety before but um you know in high school it got so bad sometimes to the point where like you know like we, we went to go see a doctor to see like what was wrong right and i like they kept saying like you know maybe you have anxiety or depression and i did not even consider that as an option at that point because i was like there's no way for me like that like nothing happened in my life you know nothing you know it, it turned out that it was anxiety um and uh like a little a mix of anxiety and depression mostly anxiety and you know the doctors kept saying it and i just kept denying it because i didn't think that like oh that could affect me you know that is something that's that's gonna affect me at some point in my life i just didn't uh accept that and but once i did then i was able to move past it and help myself right and 
like you said, you know, before we help others with this problem with their mental, you know, uh, disorders or whatever they might have, then, you know, we need to understand things about ourselves that a lot of us aren't willing to accept just yet. So, um, very interesting. Um, I also had, so another thing that you mentioned that you were interested in that, uh, I don't have very much knowledge of, so I'm excited to learn about from you is, uh, it was entomology. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. First, I want to know, like, what got you interested into entomology? A very uh, out there subject, which for those of you that didn't uh, know what this meant, because I didn't either before I Googled it, it's uh, the uh, the study of insects. <laughs> so, Lufam, what got you interested in this subject? Well, I was a weird kid. <laughs> I'm many different now. Anyway. Um, uh, we all... I will. Clearly, we were weird children. Yeah. <laughs> we, were weird. we were all deviant. Yeah. Yeah. We were all deviant um, in our own way. Yeah. So, what got you into it? I went through the, went through the typical like Dr. Seuss stuff and stuff like that, and like Dad actually pushed for me to like read early. Mm -hmm. So I was reading like uh, those third grade books when I was like, hmm. it's not like a big jump. I mean, you can almost do that. It was uh, one day in second grade. I read some of those like uh, more like simple books. Mm -hmm. I was in first grade about like insects and stuff like that because I just went to the library a lot. Mm -hmm. It was second grade, I think first or second when I saw like this book about tarantulas are not insects those are arachnids. yeah it was like I was just so fascinated by it it's like this book that I had this big picture of like I think it was Goliath uh spider which is for context it says here's a dinner plate this spider mm -hmm. and it's known for like eating small birds like frogs and stuff God. that's how big it is that is terrifying <laughs> and i was like yo i want to read more about this <laughs> like i want to be more knowledgeable <laughs> and what was interesting is like i mean once i like on this book i read that book like that's where it started or i think i either i think i built up to them mm -hmm. okay like, so. I, I saw it it was like i saw him like books about insects and it was like you know, it was like say it was more complex words because entomology is a form of science yeah oh that book like oh yeah it helped like my thinking like reading about this it also helped, like the vocab it's yeah. like learning about the insects was good way of building up knowledge and like i was only focused on this one topic there's like when you go to the library there's like the normal stuff there's like the other animals dinosaurs is right by insect section i'm like i feel like i should be into dinosaurs because that's what everyone yeah. else is into yeah so i picked up this random book about dinosaurs i tried reading it i was so bored i yeah. was like it brought up insects and like prehistoric <laughs> ones. I'm like, I was rather read about that. 
<laughs> so you're more <laughs> interested in insects than dinosaurs at that point. <laughs> you were the real deviant. We all thought we were deviant reading books about dinosaurs, but you were the <laughs> real one. <laughs> I'm the joker. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually had a whole, I used to have a whole collection of encyclopedias about animals. Like they had this, uh, you know, this red, they had this, they all had this red cover on them. And I had like, it was like from A to Z of like a whole different, a whole different animal species. And it was like all together, it was like this thick. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. That, that's, I was, I feel like everyone at some point was interested. I really tried to be interested in dinosaurs as a kid because I had these friends that would always go um, to the library and get like, they would always check out like the maximum five books and they would always get like five books about dinosaurs. And I, exactly. you know, and I was like, okay, I guess this is cool. Well, I'll try to get into it as well. And I was like, okay, these are like the types of dinosaurs. Like, what's, what, what what's what's so cool about this guy and you know like what's so cool (laughs) (laughs) yeah like i get the appeal you know they're big and they're like we know about them but like that's really like after after a while i mean as a you know like an eight-year-old it's not it's not the coolest thing in the world you know we had other things yeah like i mean i was more interested in in, like star wars at that point but (laughs) It, yeah, dinosaurs. I was, I was with my red encyclopedia, just looking up as many dangerous animals as I could. <laughs> I was just like, "Oh man, this one has poison. They will probably kill you in twenty minutes." Interesting. And then, because I had an overactive imagination later that night, I'm just like, "Wait, <laughs> it could kill me in twenty minutes." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just thinking about those, man. Yeah, I would stay away from those those subjects that scared me, bro. I, I, I never got scared easily, but it, like, I mean, as a kid, obviously, like my dad would always be like, if I wasn't going to sleep, there was this one ride at um at like this one place called Safari Land, uh, that would, like, it was in the, like I I had to stop it right, like there's a button that you could stop it in. It's like a one of those rides that you like step inside this machine right and there's like a screen you know and you move around so it feels like you're in a roller coaster or something like that right so but i got really scared right so my brother had to press the button to stop it and uh because my hand didn't even reach that far and so like at night my dad would always be like all right Amon, if you don't go to sleep we're gonna throw you in that thing and your brother's not gonna be there to push the button and i'm like no no <laughs> please stop <laughs> so, yeah, i think i just uh thought I was braver, a lot braver than I was because um, I would read about like you know animals that are really dangerous and like <laughs> just thinking about them later that time would scare me but like I also did like a whole bunch of things that terrified me later on like uh, like by my house when I was small we had they, they had this small theme park right and one of them was like a horror themed uh, you know a horror themed like little like you know like you know those uh cars that go on a track and just shows like you know scary things Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of like a haunted house but like if you were on a car and going through it oh right all right so i was like so i was like i don't know five or six i I just every time we'd go there i'd beg my parents to let me on and they'd always say no except once they're like fine (laughs) (laughs) oh i go on i'm just like this isn't gonna be scary and then i go 
and then I just I'm just terrified. And when I come out, I'm just pale. <laughs> like my parents were like, You were pale, you weren't saying anything. Oh my god, that's <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, you got put in your place ever since that day. <laughs> I mean, not your no, but then in fifth grade, I read Dracula and that gave me nightmares. Oh my oh, god. No. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, you should not have read Dracula in fifth grade, my guy. Uh, I read lots of things in fifth grade that I shouldn't have. Yeah, <laughs> very weird. Uh, one thing that um, interests me a lot of the times, like when I'm thinking about uh, myself in elementary school, is like how different I was. Because sometimes mm -hmm. I feel like, um, you know, when I was a kid, I was a lot more. It was easier for me to be outgoing, and now, like when I when I got older, like especially when I got into like high school. I don't know if it was me or if this happens to a lot of people. I feel like it happens to, you know, a lot of different people where like you get older and then you start to close yourself off of a, a bit more. I feel like that happened to me for a couple of years. And then coming out of it, you know, I started to like try and be more outgoing. And it was just, it felt weird at first. But then I would think of myself when I was a kid and I was like, dude, when I was like, I was so you know, I, I was always the weird kid that would always be like, okay with with being out there and yeah. um i guess this may lead us into another thing that you wanted to talk about um eccentricities being eccentric um i was at, like i feel like as a child i was very very willing to go out there you know i didn't care so much about being different but once i was exposed to obviously once i got out of private school and i knew how the world was and i saw everyone around me and i was a lot scared like more scared to to really be myself um because I feel like all of us are very different in our own ways. But, you know, once we like everyone acts a certain way around everyone else, just because that's the way that you're supposed to act. And so once, you know, you're molded by that, it's difficult to come out of your shell and really be who you are. But I don't know if that really like fun, if, if that fundamentally changes who you are and, you know, like, or, or if that part of you still resides within you but you're just not showing it because that's not what a what a person your age should act like um so i guess i mentioned a lot there but if i had to phrase it in a question um how different uh are we as children and is it like what what are the what are the benefits to acting uh like you did as a child i, I find that interesting As we get older, we like change our social, our social uh, mm -hmm. and we build up like a mask so we can fit people. It's possible that you being a weird kid, not to say that if you're weird, like, don't be neurotypical. Mm -hmm. It could play into like your anxiety. Because when you first, like the transition between being weird to being like more conforming, it's probably was not easy. Yeah, it, I found that weird, like being the shy kid in ninth grade, because I was like, "This isn't me." This is really weird. You just is is like I know people. I like, said the same thing, and I had the same as well. It's like it's like I have something to say, but you're worried about judgment from other people. That's what keeps you quiet. Yeah, that's definitely because a lot of the times when people don't talk very much that it's because they're 
you know, like, I guess, I guess in my case, and uh, this happens to a lot of people, I assume, where, you know, you don't talk because you're afraid of what someone might like think when you say it, you know, you're afraid to, to ask like, Oh, what is, what is anthropology? <laughs> you know, when you don't know the answer. Um, so, but I'd, I'd like, at this point, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, I don't really care if, okay, what's the worst that could happen if I ask a question, mm-hmm. you know, asking questions in class, you know, like, uh, I always appreciate teachers that say like, there are no dumb questions because I'm going to be asking some dumb questions sometimes, right? You you have to <laughs> not be afraid to, to just like, if you don't know something, you should be, you should be willing to ask. If you have a certain opinion, you should be willing to convey that opinion. You know, I always, uh, you know, I've talked about it several times on this podcast. I think it's sad that we can't have certain conversations just because, um, you know, we're not willing to to talk about it. Uh, because one, if you, one person will not, uh, talk about their opinion, even if it's genuine, because no one ever has, or like most people, you know, like us and most people that I know, you know, people generally don't have malintent with their own opinions. All right. Generally, when you have your own thoughts and your own opinions, you have it for a reason. And this goes back to trying to understand where people are coming from, right? When people don't feel like, others are trying to understand where they're coming from when people don't know that uh you know like my weirdness my outgoingness is going to be accepted then they close themselves off and they generally just don't want to talk about it and that leads us to not being able to have the conversations that are necessary to actually bring up change in in certain areas which is why uh like we have we're not like we are advancing uh in a lot of areas scientifically uh but you know, at its core, people like the fact that we still need to raise awareness for mental health and people aren't able to understand that if, if someone has a mental disorder, you shouldn't be concerned about yourself or you shouldn't be concerned about like this, if the system is doing a good job or not, you should be trying to find out yourself, like, how, what can I do for these people? What can I do for this person? So, um, or what do you think? Um, how were you different as a child? Uh, I know that I've met you when you were like fourteen, so I don't know how you were uh, before that. I mean, I think like at fourteen, I pretty much solidified my personality. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, but I think I was probably. I think I was. I still was shy for most of. I guess what you'd consider my childhood just because i don't know I, th- I think like as soon as i got to like uh you know the numbers part of school mm-hmm. like the grades yeah like you were more encouraged to be quiet mm-hmm. uh you know don't don't talk in class you know stuff like that so i think like it probably wasn't completely bad but like a big part of that just meant that you know I guess I subconsciously developed that, you know, it's better to stay quiet and listen than constantly talk. So I guess that's why I became less talkative over the years. But from what I remember, like before that, you know, I was pretty talkative and energetic, like most, like mo- most children from like what, from when they're born to like around five are pretty energetic. But like after that is when they, st- I think after that is when they oftentimes start changing. Okay. Uh, like, like, but like, you know, I did have like other phases, right? Like around, I guess, 
part of, I guess part of me did change throughout the later years of high school, but like from like, I think around seventh through like maybe the middle of 10th, I sort of had, uh, I wouldn't say an obsession, but like, uh, like I had a phase where I was like, if something is popular, it definitely is worth just wanting to be, you know, different for the sake. Oh, of I see. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, like, because cause, you know, I'm just like, well, because I was like, well, if you want to be like everyone else, <laughs> what will make you stand out? And I'm just like, you know, why follow the general populace? Because the general populace is full of idiots. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? Do things their own way. And I think to some degree, I still do that, but not for that reason. Yeah. Like, I do think, like, being popular still, being something being popular still doesn't factor into whether I do something or not, but I mm-hmm. won't, you know, reject something simply because it's popular. Okay. Like, like even in like like listening to like music like there's nothing wrong with listening to BTS if you if you find one of their songs interesting just because they're popular now right yeah so yeah definitely I think um and uh I I do want to know Mafam like what before we uh move on a little bit further into this like how how different were you as a child like what was the what was the I guess for me, it was a transition point for Omar. It was a solidification. What was that point for you when your personality either changed or solidified or whatever else happened uh, in your transition from childhood to where you are now? I was already weird by the time that I was like reading books about insects. Yeah. I was reading like this detailed analysis of, of how a trapdoor spider works. It's like watching ants. Like I would watch ant hills as a kid. It's like watch what they would do. Like there's that way. I guess it's just like also uh just like you. Mm-hmm. I think like my like landish behavior always showed me because people would like usually call me weird as a kid. Yeah. Like I was one of the, I don't know I guess whiz kids I was like I was kind of a yeah, like like I'll just like try to I'll just like one of these books that I would read mm-hmm. and I'll just try to like educate other people about it just like look at this you know? yeah one of those people okay I think just yeah that's really interesting I think uh one fun fact about me is that when i get really sleepy i start spouting out random fun facts (laughs) (laughs) i guess so i guess like we were all i I feel like everyone i talked to at some point like you said mafam you were a weird kid when you like went and read uh, books about like insects and uh things like that you had weird interests i said that like i was very outgoing and and weird um, and then closed myself off because of that. Uh, and Omar, you said that, you know, you were, uh, you literally <laughs> would do things for the sake of being different. Um, so I feel like to an extent, everyone that I've met has uh, like, has some different, like something that differentiated them. And so to an extent that we are all eccentric, do you think that's true? Or do you think that there are people that are actually like, like very, very basic? and just do like 
the the things that are popular and don't have their own and never had their own and don't like even have it deep down that desire to be different or anything different about them because i feel like everyone does to some extent first of all spice joke uh and then uh i think think everyone has eccentricities and special things about them but like some people go put a greater effort towards hiding them Mm. okay what do you think that's true like i agree everyone has their own little course and stuff Okay. Bring at a certain point, like some people who are like ostracized will get used to it. And is it they reject the trend, not so much because of like what the trend is, like the quality of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe they actually enjoy what maybe they like the fashion. Yeah. They just reject it because they've been used, they've been used to being rejected. Mm-hmm. So it's like why conform in this? Yeah. If I've always been. Yeah. If that's been like, if you're already used to being different and people not accepting that fact, then, you know, why, like, why should I at this point? And then, like, sometimes it goes the other way, um, like we described, where, you know, you're constantly, like, told that, hey, like, oh, you're different. Like, that's weird. And then you stop being weird because of that. Um, you know, some people do it simply because people have told them, like, that, that that's the way it is and they've always lived that so i guess that's the main difference between people that close themselves off versus people that continue to be uh eccentric i think it's beneficial to what would you say is is better for your uh i i think we've talked about this a little bit but what, what would you say is better for your mental health and for you as a person is it to just i know we always say it's good to be yourself um but is it important to to conform like at a certain point to uh you you know like hide some of that that weirdness so that you can blend in is that is that important to do at any point or is it just always good to just completely be yourself and conforming can be good for example like let's say when you asked me to be on the podcast at a certain time and i was two hours late yeah that's me not conforming to your time restriction before requiring the two of you to like push back your podcast by two hours and messing up yeah. your planning, messing up your day. Or the fact all three of us are wearing clothes. And let's say I came up like I was didn't have a shirt on. Yeah. That would not be a good look. Yeah. You know? <laughs> okay. I think it's all about like when and why. Because mm-hmm. if you're conforming for just social approval and not like reviewing it like objectively, that's discouraged. Mm-hmm. If it's like you review it and you're like, okay, it's not only good for the group, it has minimal to none uh, malicious intent towards someone else, that's what you should conform. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. I- I can agree with that. I think, yeah, that also, um, we talked about this a ton in the last uh, podcast is, um, you know, I, f- I feel like it lies on a scale, um, conforming versus, you know, being yourself. And there's a line that we draw somewhere where we have to, um, you know, like, 
I guess on the far ends of the spectrum, we really understand when we should conform and when we should uh, be ourselves. Um, and we do draw a line somewhere in our head where we need to actually like stop being ourselves and start conforming because this is it's important to not be weird. And I think for most of us, that line is when it starts to affect others. And, you know, because we all we all do care about each other. We all have that nature where, you know, like we, we, we don't want to make ruin someone else's day, like you said. Um, I guess it lies uh, the, that lines a little bit different for everyone on the spectrum. Um, but I think that it's it's there for all of us. And um, I think I think that's important. So one last uh, thing, because we are running a little bit out of time. So just one last question from you, Mafam. You seem to have uh, a lot of very uh, different interests. Um, I appreciate the fact that you have very different things. It always makes for good, uh, interesting conversations on the podcast. Uh, so I really appreciate that. But, um, we always like to ask advice from our guests, uh, for anyone that's watching. So what advice do you have for someone that has many different interests, many different things that they're trying to, uh, trying to learn about, um, and someone that's just trying to be different and they don't know whether it's good for them or not? Do this question right. Oh, like it's good to have a lot of interests because first, I mean, have plenty to talk about. Like, what we've been able to do for the past. Yeah, but I feel like you should focus in and make it like your power. Find it. Find it. Like what you're most interested in your passion like that because mm -hmm. i can i mean as a kid i was an entomology like the time you know me on discord have i ever just started spelling out like spider facts or just like talking about <laughs> no i wish you have <laughs> but you <laughs> haven't <laughs> yeah. at a certain point i was like this is interesting it's like it shouldn't be like and like forms like Mm -hmm. it's nice to know i was with my roommate like when we we're moving in and i was able to like look at a spider and be like this isn't poisonous and just like it's like or syphilis run away by itself because i knew it wasn't mm -hmm. so that knowledge is good but i would say put your passion in like specific interest okay very interesting all right well um um glad we had this conversation i had a great time i hope you did as well and uh that is time for us so all right Bummer. uh well thank you so much for joining us my fam and thank you to everyone else who's made it this far uh be sure to follow us on instagram and twitter at a cup of coffee pod and email us at a cup of coffee pod at gmail.com uh, send us an email at tweet or dm if you're if you have questions or are interested in being on the podcast and as always see you guys next week cue the musical outro